BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. I am elated to have my best friend, Krista Williams, back on the show. She's probably the most requested guest other than Jonathan and solo episodes because everybody loves hearing from her. She's a phenomenal host of the Almost 30 podcast. She's a spiritual teacher, an intuitive, a healer, and she's an amazing friend. She's also an author. She leads retreats. She's in Ibiza right now leading an incredible retreat. And I'm just so honored to have had this conversation with her. We wanted to keep it really light and just have some girl talk and get into our friendship. We talk about her recent divorce and the portal that divorce has brought her and separation and separating with love and what that looks like, kind of like the modern day conscious uncoupling. And she had so many good tips for that. So for anybody who's experiencing a breakup or a divorce or just having a hard time with the person that they love, she is so wise. I always tell her she should be a therapist. She also knows more than a lot of therapists that I have talked to. She is unbelievable, and I just thank my lucky stars every day to have her as such a dear friend. We have so much fun together. We laugh so hard. She's hilarious. I think everybody knows that. I really want her to start a comedy podcast next. I think that it would be amazing. And with that, I don't want to talk too much before we get into this episode. One thing that I do want to say is thank you so much for all of the support on the launch of our angel number collection. You can shop at the link in the show notes at shopdearmedia.com slash the balanced blonde. We have mugs, we have t-shirts, we have the universes on your side, sweatshirts with amazing angel number designs all over the back. And it's my favorite merch that we have done yet. So if you have a Libra in your life or a Scorpio or a Sagittarius, there's a lot of birthdays coming up and it is the perfect gift to buy for any friend of yours who is into angel numbers, spirituality, anybody who listens to this podcast or has any interest in 
the magic of the universe. Thank you so much for supporting the collection. I'm really, really excited about it. It has been such a joy to bring it to life and to watch you guys start to receive your merch. It's so exciting. So send me a message on Instagram or email me if you purchase anything from the collection and I will enter you to win a giveaway of the rest of the collection as well as a handful of my favorite wellness products. And also I am heading to Cabo next week. I am so excited. I'll be celebrating my 33rd birthday so you can look forward to next week's birthday episode. I am elated about it. I feel like it's super special. And last year, Krista hosted the two-part birthday episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I would highly recommend going back and listening. They're two of my favorite episodes ever. Basically, my psychic awakening in a nutshell, near-death experience, stories, things that I don't typically talk about on the show. And you'll just get to know me way better. But this episode is all about getting to know Krista. So let's get into it. You're going to love it. She's phenomenal. Let's get started. I would love to talk about that yeah, today. Let's talk about that. Um, Krista. Right now. <laughs> my, right now. Yes. My best friend Krista is here. And I just have to tell everybody how thankful I am for her, how much love I you. love her. I was getting behind on the podcast because I was sick and then I was freaking out. And I thought, why don't I just call my best friend, who is the hit podcast host that she is of Almost 30, who is always everybody's favorite guest, and we can have a conversation. We can just rip. I know you said you're like, hey, would you? I'm like, of course. What do you mean? I know. There's nothing else I'd rather do. you're also a generator who has so much energy to give the people in your life. And also, we always want you to give it back to yourself, too. But you just broke news that I haven't shared with my audience. Oh, we no, haven't. We haven't been public about this. Oh, my God. Really? You guys, this is insane. I'm sorry, everybody. This is like hot, hot tea that I haven't shared. So Jenna, Zoe, one of our best friends, too, came on almost 30, like six years ago at this point, maybe longer. And she, because she's from London, she read my chart as 9-3, but it's actually 3-9. And so I thought I was a projector for like my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, if you follow me, I was like a projector girl. Mm-hmm. And all of our friends, like Lacey and everyone would be like, what's going on with you? Like you are not, you're a projector in some ways, but not in others. And it's interesting because I've had a few readings over time, but didn't really. Like I feel like with some of our friends, like I kind of let them be in their own wheelhouse and then I just kind of create my own. Like I don't want to become obsessed with anything. So basically the last year I discovered that I am not a projector. I'm a generator. I got a divorce. (laughs) It was crazy. I I became a generator. My life changed. (laughs) Yes. I forgot that that we never talked about that or that that, like on your podcast or anything. It's so insane. And it's wild because as somebody who's so close with you, I always felt, well, not always, but as the years went on, I'm like, you have so much self-generated energy, which can be true for projectors if they have more close centers. So I never thought too hard about it, but it just made sense. It makes sense. I remember I was in Hawaii in January with two of my friends and it was like, they are both, one's a Manny Jen and one is a projector. And they were like, something's wrong. They Like I one morning was on a run around the neighborhood in Hawaii and they're like sleeping in, doing all these things. They're like, we need to get you checked out. They're like, you're not a projector. Like the Mm -hmm. amount of, because I am like, go, go, go. And so it's been nice to like understand and reclaim that generator aspect. But there was a part of me 
that had like projector supremacy mm-hmm. because some of our other best friends are all projectors. Totally. So I was like, we're all projectors. Yeah. It's us projectors. And projectors against the world. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And now I'm not. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a whole thing. I mean, that makes sense. Imagine everybody listening. If you suddenly just found out literally you were not a leap or you are not this thing that you thought you always were. And inevitably, you're going to love that thing that you are because it's going to define a part of you. And yeah, what an interesting journey. It was so it was honestly such a weird like. And you know, what's funny is I had my chart off for my astrology for a little bit. I thought I was different signs than what I was. And then this happening, and it's really showed me too to oh, yeah. not attach myself to a lot of the things. Because mm-hmm. I think as a Pisces, I'm super mutable. I can find myself in anything. Mm-hmm. You know, each one of the signs, there's aspects of it where I'm like, oh, I could see myself in that or I could see myself in that. So it's kind of made me come back to myself in a way and be like, okay, what feels really true for me? How can I be the one that's defining myself and not let the labels or the identities define me. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah, because we can get caught up in it. Mm -hmm. That's a good lesson for everybody listening to because it's such a thing. Like there is such a thing as like a reflector supremacy or mm -hmm. whatever, Libra, et cetera, because you just feel so kinship with those other people. Totally. Okay, so correctly, you're a Pisces and your moon is... Mm -hmm. Sag. Sag. And you're rising. rising. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody in my life is a Virgo rising. Jonathan, Jonathan. Jenna, mm-hmm. you. I just feel everybody else that I yeah, am close to. It's kind of a good for what we do to be mm-hmm. a Virgo rising because it's like the perfectionist, like attention to detail, kind of like really good for doing outward facing things. And I really love that. But my favorite thing is my Sag moon. Yeah. I love being I a Sag love moon. That. It's so you. Yes. It, that's like, why you're so social, so loyal, yes. so adventurous, mm-hmm. fun, fiery, mm-hmm. passionate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I love Sagittarius. I, me too. <laughs> I want to marry a Sag man. Mm-hmm. That's what I've decided. I'm I like, see could that be dangerous, but I'm going to marry know. a Sag man. Yes. You'll have to remind me when we get off, I'll tell you who has six planets in Sagittarius, a man that we know. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually can't wait. See, yeah. this is the thing with podcasting, is I wish everyone could know. It's like, like there's so often we'll be in conversations and then you like have to sidebar about stuff. Mm-hmm, it's like totally. the conversation we were just having before. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish you guys could I hear know. everything. And that's what's just hard is at the beginning of podcasting, I remember no one listened. So I could mm-hmm. say whatever I wanted. It was yeah. just so raunchy, so real. I had no filter and there was no real repercussions. And then when you grow a show or a brand or something, then people start to watch and then you kind of have to kind of have to censor yourself and it just is it's a little hard because you're like oh I wish I could just rip I know I have to remind myself still yeah that people listen to the show and not only do people listen but people who I know in real life and so yeah that's something that I tend to forget and then I'll do an episode with Jonathan or my parents and we'll hear from like a hundred family friends and I'm like oh I never thought you were listening I I know that people listen, but I thought I could at least kind of reference things from like childhood and and not have people from childhood listening. But I know, same. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if people don't, I don't know. I don't know if people realize because you obviously want to be as honest and truthful about your experience as possible. And, but as you get an audience or get a platform, if you have an experience, there's probably other people involved. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about it, you're talking about your perspective which someone might have a different perspective. So it gets hard because you're like, can I say this? Can I not? Like, is this going to hurt someone's feelings? Is it not? And even, 
you know, I know you're writing your book and we're writing our book now. There's so many elements where I'm like, do I talk about this? Because I'm talking about my experience, but it impacts other people, whether it's like my separation or things like that. Mm -hmm. It's just an interesting part of being a public figure that I never would have thought about before I came into this role. Mm -hmm. That like you really, everything you do impacts someone else. Yeah, that's such a good point. And when I reread my book that is currently being edited, I I see how many other people I've talked about. And I try to keep them anonymous, but it's also kind of obvious. You know, there's (laughs) doctors and there's people like, you know who my doctor was, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'll probably take some stuff out because also people can get really upset about that kind of stuff. So upset. I know. What does your audience know about your book? Well, they know now that I'm in the process of writing like a self-help memoir that I've pretty much finished it, although it has many edits to go through Mm -hmm. and that I've done the process quite backwards. So I'm going to be sending the book proposal soon to my agent. And yeah, and they know that I want to write fiction. Yes. What about what does everybody know about your book? I think they know that we're writing one and I think they know it's both Lindsay and I. It's for almost 30. And I think that's about it. I don't know if I've talked about what it's about, which I think I'm going to wait on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's so weird. Like I, before we wrote a book, was so hesitant with writing a book because I feel like everyone writes a book now as like a calling card and is like, just writes a book to write a book. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That was my perception. It could be wrong or not. And so I was always hesitant to do it, but I've loved writing so much. Like I love making connections with things, finding the right example, telling stories you've never talked about. Like it's such a beautiful thing and I can't wait to just write more books. I've Mm -hmm. like been bitten by the bug. Yeah. You've unlocked the writer within. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know. Well, we can go on many writing trips together and just write our hearts out. I can't wait. It's such a cathartic thing and it's so much fun. I can't wait. Okay, let's talk about Dose. I love Dose because they're completely TBB approved. It is a wellness shot that will support your liver in one delicious drink. It is USDA organic. It has zero sugar, zero calories. It is non-GMO, which of course it has to be to be TBB approved. It is vegan. They have sustainable packaging and glass bottles. They have free shipping on all orders. And when you subscribe, you can save 15% off. So what I love about Dose is they utilize curcumin, which is turmeric. So they utilize curcumin extract, which is 24 times more bioavailable than standard turmeric. They also have milk thistle extract, which I'm obsessed with. Milk thistle is so good for so many different ailments and things with health. It has a maximum potency of 80% silymarin, which is eight times the potency compared to other available formats. They use organic ginger root, dandelion root, which if you've followed me for a long time, you know my love of all things dandelion and dandy blend. And Dose's orange is 20 times the potency compared to fresh orange juice. 
issues. It is so beneficial for your liver. It ensures optimal liver function, improves your long-term liver health, and it supports healthy metabolic function as well as digestion. And of course, we have a special deal for you. If you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, they're offering Balanced Blonde listeners 15% off your first order plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Go to dosedaily.co slash balanced and use the code balanced. That is dosedaily.co slash balanced and use the code balanced. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So speaking of going back to what you said a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. your breakup, because you were saying how that kind of all mm-hmm. obviously involves someone else. Yes. A lot of the questions that people sent in today were about your breakup portal mm-hmm. and what that has looked like mm-hmm. for you. Because yes. the last time you were on the show with Jenna, you were not talking about like being separated totally. or anything. Where I wonder if I was or not. Do you remember? I remember that you were separated, but you weren't talking about it yet. Okay, And Joel. then I think... Within weeks or a month, yeah. you talked about it. Yeah, I talked about it in like February of this year. Oh, and, yeah. And we had decided, or I shared about it publicly in February. We had decided in November. So I waited a little bit of time. But yeah, it's it's just really helped me rewrite and reframe breakups. I think for me, I have been in long-term relationships for most of my life. I'm a relationship girl. And I remember my first breakup when I was like 18 or 19. And I had my heart freaking broken. Like, did not leave the house, lost so much weight, would only like lay in bed and listen to Stevie Nicks and listen to slow dancing in a burning room and just like all the breakup songs, completely lost myself, just like have never felt a pain like that before. And I think your first real heartbreak is such a defining moment and such a huge part of the chemistry that like lays the foundation for your life. So I had other breakups over time, but they never were as bad as that one. So this relationship breakup that I went through, I had always assumed it was going to be horrible. It was going to be so hard. It was going to be all these things. And it was like, it was really challenging. But for me, it was most challenging before we made the decision. And the year before when I was just really turning myself inside out, just seeing like, what about this situation that we were in was caused by me? What about it could I learn from? What about it was something that I wouldn't bring into my new relationship? And I wanted to just like cross every T dot, every I just 
turn myself inside out to make sure that I had done every single thing, that I could leave the situation knowing that I had tried my best, that I had really learned everything I can because I knew that what I wasn't going to heal in this relationship portal, this relationship container that I was in was going to follow me to my next relationship. And I also knew that the energy of our breakup would also lead into my next relationship. So if I was disrespectful, if I was you know, rude, if I was whatever it was, if I didn't break up with love, I wasn't going to start my next relationship with love. And so it really helped me to rewrite and reframe what a breakup can be. And I think for us, breaking up was like the most loving thing, like the most loving thing that we could have done for one another was to not be in a relationship that was romantic together. And now we are friendly and we are cool and we talk about the babies and we have connection, but it's just not the same. And it's liberated both of us in so many ways. And I feel like such a new person because I've redefined love. I've cultivated a love within my relationship with him that wasn't there before because now I see how important he was for me for my growth, but it doesn't mean I need to be with him. And then I've also done the hard thing, like getting a divorce or separation, especially after 10 years, is not easy. You know, it's not the easy path. And a lot of people choose to stay in relationships that don't feel alive and don't feel aligned. And for me to be like, no, I want the most epic love possible. And I want to find something that feels so perfect for me, even if it's hard, is just like an intoxicating feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. I mean, it's huge. I remember calling you one time on the phone, bawling on my couch Mm -hmm. about it. I was like, I remember that too. I remember I was also on my couch Mm -hmm. and I remember I was so surprised Mm -hmm. because I mean, what people listening might not know about you is that even with the closest people in your life, Mm -hmm. you're pretty private until you decide that it's time to discuss something, Mm -hmm. which I can only imagine as I am not private. And (laughs) but I love I love just seeing how different everybody is. And so it was a shock to learn that you had been holding all of this inside of you. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing to witness you step into this phase of your life with such grace and to to learn so much and to help so many people along the way mm-hmm. and to have love for yourself and for your ex yes. and for the whole process. Yeah, because if you harbor resentment or hate or whatever towards your ex, it's you that's holding it. It's you that has that in your body, that feeling. It's you that has something that's unprocessed. So in my process of us breaking up or doing the separation, it's like I'm healing and forgiving him for me, not mm-hmm. just for him, but for me. And I'm thinking about all the things that we went through and I'm taking responsibility for my part. And I'm also tending to and loving the parts of me that were so deeply wounded during our time together. Mm -hmm. You know, I was even thinking recently about how I would dim myself in our relationship and how I would seek comfort in being small and how that's impacted me in my life and in my work and in how I show up in the world. And and there's just small, tiny things that happen, you know, in relationship where you make small subconscious decisions to stay small for someone, to choose them over you, to choose unaligned situations or choose like a low vibration because you're scared. And I just did that so much. And Mm -hmm. so now I'm kind of coming out of that place of making those choices all the time to coming back to a recalibration of my own energy and hopefully now choosing my most expansive, beautiful life and seeing it as a new opportunity to create something new because it's not often that you have your life on one timeline and then one decision puts you on a completely different timeline. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy? Yes. That's wild to think about. It's like when you have a baby. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, with Atticus, it's like this one decision, you guys choosing to have a baby changes the whole trajectory of your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like it's very rare that so many decisions we have that do that. Mm-hmm. It's a timeline hop. Mm-hmm. It is a shift. It's huge. Sure. It's huge. Yeah. I know. It's wild. Yeah. What was your first breakup like? Do you remember your first getting your heart broken? Your first heartbreak? I do. I mean, I had a lot of boyfriends when I was really young. So I I have to How young was young? Like middle school. Okay. And so I remember the very first, but I remember the first one that was like truly painful Mm -hmm. was Tommy, like truly heartbreaking, which my audience knows Tommy. And hopefully he'll be able to come on this podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, so painful. But now going through a breakup like that, at this age, with all that I know now, would be such a different experience. Mm-hmm. So did you find that, like that mm-hmm. breakup with Justin versus your first yes. boyfriend? Well, my first boyfriend, you know, was of my first soulmate. So I've had, you know, probably, I've had a few, but I probably, probably had two, him and Justin. And I was so codependent. I was so reliant on him. I chose to go to school close by to be with him and just put everything in him. It was one of those loves, you know, when you have your younger where you like lose all your friends and you just completely make this person the sole source of your happiness. And so within my relationship with Justin, I maintained my sovereignty. I maintained my life. I maintained so much of myself. So that didn't really happen. And then also too, like I just saw it so much more as like a conscious decision and knew that on the other side, there was something better for both of us because I had such a deeper connection to my intuition and a Mm -hmm. deeper connection to myself and a deeper connection to the life that I'm going to live and then the new energy that I'm going to bring in, whether it's with a family or with a new partner. So it was so much easier in a way. But I think when you're more conscious, you don't play the victim as much. And so when you're younger or when you get cheated on, you know, I've been cheated on all of that, you're very much in the victim. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of live in that victim mentality of like, oh, they did this to me, they did that and all this stuff. And when you're more a conscious person, you can obviously have your victim moments. I love a little victim moment, but you really want to just take responsibility for as much of what you participated in as possible or as much as you allowed. And I allowed of, you know, a lot of co-creation within our relationship that like just wasn't serving me, you know, wasn't serving my expansion. It wasn't serving my growth. It wasn't serving my self-love. And that was because I was allowing it or I was choosing it, Mm -hmm. you know? So it got easier the second time breaking up. And then also too, I think the way he also handled it with me made it a lot easier too, which was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Two evolved people who are committed to love and to the highest expression of both of your lives. It's like true conscious uncoupling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when Gwyneth did that years ago, everyone was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, you're so annoying. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, this is really what it is. And I didn't know that love would just evolve to a different state. You know, I always thought you never talk to an ex. You're supposed to hate each other. You're supposed to like burn it down. And really when you're a conscious person and more evolved, you can actually be in friendships, in romantic relationships, in work partnerships where you actually come to the table and can talk about things before things blow up. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but oftentimes people can be so out of alignment that they have to wait until there's like an explosion to end a relationship. Yeah. And really the more conscious way is like when you're talking about like fine tuning, where you're like, hey, I'm noticing that 
you know, I'm feeling a little off about this. Could we talk about this? And you're just having micro conversations in the moment to maintain a healthy relationship dynamic instead of waiting until your boundaries get crossed like crazy and then you like freak out. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that you posted about something like that the other day. You Mm -hmm. posted about security statements. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Which are like, Give us an example of a security oh, statement so because obsessed. as a codependent person myself, <laughs> I love this. Oh my God. Well, this is this is the whole thing. So I remember when I was really struggling in my relationship. This was years ago. And, you know, we were in a phase of struggle. We went in and out for a few years. I was talking to Lindsay one day, and this is before we were as, as conscious. And I was like, this is what I want to say to him. I want to say, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing this. And I had my laundry list of things that I was wanting to say to my partner that I was like practicing with Lindsay. And she's like, okay, how about you say this? Like, you are my best friend. Like, you're always there for me. And I love you so much, but I'm feeling like this. And normally you always show up for me, but this time it felt like this. And just like bringing a positive reinforcing statement about the relationship into the scenario changed the whole outcome of my relationship moving forward, my relationship with Lindsay, my relationship with my team, my relationship with everyone in my life, because it softens it for both parties. Like you're so much more willing to listen to someone, give you feedback or share how they're feeling. If they're like, Jordan, I love you so much. Like I want this relationship to work. I want to be stronger. I actually want to be closer to you. And the reason why I want to be closer to you is because I love you so much. And I wanted to tell you that the other day when you said this thing, it just really hurt my feelings. And I know you didn't intend that, but I wanted to bring that up to you so that we could repair and we could become even closer friends. Mm-hmm. Feels so much more inviting than the other day, Jordan, you said this thing and it just was rude and I didn't like it. And I felt like it was really whatever. You're like, whoa, what's going on? So a security statement is really kind of like that kindness sandwich that puts a statement of kindness before you say a statement of honesty or truth, and then really allows the person to lean in and trust you and be okay with any feedback you might be mm-hmm. giving them. I'm obsessed with that. I know. I need to do that I'm sure that you more. and Jonathan do that. We could probably be better because I feel like most of the time we get along. Yeah. And so when we are arguing or when something blows up, it is more of like a blow up. It's like, oh my God, like <laughs> you fucking did this, which we just talked about when he was on the podcast. So we could definitely be better Mm -hmm. at calling things out when they happen. Yes. Or after they happen, but in a really conscious way. Yes. Rather than the opposite. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. Because what happens is, and I think you know this and I know this, and I think about this with family. It's like someone that's listening could, could have a really easy security conversation with someone that they're not really close to, you know, someone at work or someone that's not that close of a friend because they don't have that repository of things that that person has done. So if I'm coming to my situation with a family member, it's so much harder for me to have a security statement if my mom says something that pisses me off because I'm like, oh, there you go again, saying all this stuff. You've always said this stuff. Uh And we can just go really unconscious with it. And so it's like, how can we bring consciousness to the conversation and like more kindness to the conversation? And what I realized with security statements is it's not as much for the person that I'm doing it with, it is equally, but it's actually benefits me. People will actually listen to me and pay attention to me and take action on what it is that I'm saying so much more if I provide them with that security statement because it's a word of encouragement. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone's like telling you, Jordan, you're doing an amazing job, I want you to continue to do an amazing job. You're like, I'm doing amazing, I wanna continue. But if someone's like, Jordan, you suck, 
mm-hmm. and I want you to not suck. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm sucking. You know, you kind of <laughs> totally it changes the what, energy of everything. Completely it makes complete sense. Completely. I mean, the other person will respond so much better. Mm-hmm. The whole conversation will have a better chance at just being in the light. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like yeah, because I just noticed that within my partnership and Lindsay helped bring attention to that, we were operating in just like an unconscious dynamic of whatever. So it's like, okay, if I want change, I have to bring change. Mm-hmm. And bringing change through security statements just really helped, even if it felt uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, at first, like when you you say kindness to someone, like when you're mad, if you're mm-hmm. pissed off and you're like, I love you, <laughs> you know, it doesn't yes. feel good. But after a while, you just get used to it. And it becomes more natural to share from your heart. And mm-hmm. it's been nice because I've having some things going on with my family and I've really been able to like utilize that and help almost heal people that don't access the emotional intelligence things that we have access to, yeah. like understanding a security statement. Mm-hmm. You know, they're people that are really operating from a low level of, of EQ. And so like really almost healing them because you're reminding them that they're loved, that they're safe. And that you can go through conflict and come out stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what a real healer does. Mm -hmm. They go into the darkness and those places Mm -hmm. that are more messy and just bring the light. Yes. You know that it's like, yeah, it's being a healer is not just like the, yeah, it's not just like the light stuff. And it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. so nasty, dark, deep, crazy. Yeah. You know. It's bringing it together and blending the worlds. And it can be simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be simple. It just can be like, oh, this is a moment where I feel angry or I feel separate, but I'm going to bring loving awareness to it. Mm-hmm. I it, love that. It can be just that. Totally. And here we are again talking about my favorite topic in the literal world, which is ketamine therapy. We're talking about ketamine therapy today, the kind that you can do at home. And for at-home ketamine therapy, there is only one thing that I recommend, and that is MindBloom. MindBloom is the game changer in at-home ketamine therapy, meaning you can do this incredible and life-changing psychedelic therapy in the comfort of your own home. MindBloom has safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression, and ketamine therapy is very different than traditional talk therapy. Ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the oftentimes unpleasant side effects that traditional antidepressants can have. In a study of over 1,200 MindBloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only two sessions. And of course, we have a special deal for you. Right now, MindBloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash blonde and use the promo code BLONDE. Take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with MindBloom. That is mindbloom.com slash blonde and use the promo code BLONDE and be sure to let me know what you think because there's truly nothing like psychedelics to completely unlock your brain. It is a game changer and I'm so excited for you to experience it. 
And we are talking skincare. Of course, my favorite topic, especially now, especially that I am almost 33 and I'm just noticing really wanting to take better care of my skin. So there is one skincare brand quite literally on everyone's lips right now. And that is the Inky List. Do you want those naturally fuller lips without actually getting filler? Try their new viral plumping lip balm. The Inky List is an award-winning science-backed skincare brand that has the right ingredients at an affordable price to get the results that you are looking for. Whether it's targeting acne, reducing fine lines, or boosting hydration, the Inky List creates a unique skincare routine that really works. So you can reach your skin goals, whatever they may be. And if you don't know where to start, your first stop should be their online skincare quiz. They'll answer any of your questions so you can make better decisions about your skin. Like, do I really need a toner? And what actually are all these different types of acids? Or is skipping moisturizer making my oily skin worse? So many amazing things. You've got to try the plumping lip balm that I talked about. It's brand new. It's amazing. And right now, the Inky List is offering our listeners 20% off their purchase with promo code BALANCED. Go to theinkylist.com spelled I-N-K-E-Y and use promo code BALANCED for 20% off your order. That's theinkylist.com promo code BALANCED. Wow. And so how are you doing now? Post breakup, post everything. Mm -hmm. You're living your single life. It's been almost a year mm -hmm. since you guys have separated. What month is it? Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean. Almost a year. It, right? It's like insane. September. <laughs> so how are you doing? How am I how doing? How are you enjoying the single life? So it took me a while. I never was someone that wanted to start dating right away. Like I've taken my time because like I've said in, in you too, I've been in relationships since I was 14. Like I ended relationships and would go right into relationships. So I've never actually felt like what it felt like to be in my own energy, making my own decisions, you know, just recalibrating to my own frequency. And not only am I in this single portal, recalibrating to my own frequency, but calibrating to a frequency of the person that I want to be with. And that's at a higher frequency than I probably am now. Because if I want to be with someone that's fucking epic, then I need to be vibrating at a frequency that's fucking epic. So right now I'm in the phase of like getting myself to that point of epicness and of like my ideal higher self state so that I can meet my, my person and partner. But it's been ups and downs, you know? Like I think grief hits you in weird ways. My dad is really sick and he's been struggling. And so when I was there in Florida like two weeks ago with him, I was like, man, I really miss my partner. I miss like having like a fucking ride or die person that would travel with you and be with you and be with you in that moment. And I was like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have full capacity to feel that feeling right now. And I'm not feeling guilty because I'm dating someone else. I'm not feeling confused because I also love this other person. It's like the full spectrum of my emotions that I've been able to feel post breakup, I've been able to be with and tend to in a way that's just been so beautiful and so clean and so nice. So it's been really hard. I think it's been interesting, but it's been really beautiful. And I think the hardest part, I think for me, especially as a codependent sister like mm -hmm. you, is the feeling like, 
I want everyone to know that I'm struggling so that they don't expect me to be perfect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, do I, I ever? I, I want to make merch for us. Mm-hmm. That's like, <laughs> I give me not a break. well. Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm not well. Like, uh-huh. I literally was thinking that. I was like, I really want to make some merch or like do it. a sign or a necklace that's like. Be nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, like be gentle. Like yeah. I'm like going through something. Be gentle. That's be gentle. a really good idea. Because mm-hmm. everyone is going through something, but it's like. Sometimes you just need a little extra love. And if you're someone that's normally one of the strong friends or one of the strong people, it can feel like everyone thinks you're okay, mm-hmm. but you're like not. And yeah. you don't know what to say. You don't want to be like, I'm not okay. But it, it's just so, it's tricky. I know. I was just thinking about that because when I was in the hospital yes. last week and I posted about it on my Instagram. Yeah. And so like Jonathan's parents are calling him and people are like, I didn't even know Jordan was sick. And he said to me, why do you feel the need to post about this while it's happening? Because he's more private. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Because I need everybody to know that I am not well and sorry, but I've been a blogger for 12 years. So it's the only way that I know how to operate. And I think there's pros and cons Mm -hmm. to like opening that up. And there's, I mean, sometimes there's times to be a little bit more private and wait until something has ended. But I wanted, I told him, I'm like, I need everybody to know. Like, I canceled all these podcast interviews. I don't want anybody to think that I'm lying or that I'm just like feeling kind of sick. Like, I'm in the hospital. I just, I need everybody to know if I'm not being professional this week, it's because you can't expect me to. I'm not well. I can't. And he was like, okay, I get it. I get it. So I can't know more. And that's mm -hmm. what's hard is I'm like, I'm private, a, a private person. So I'm like, how do I do that without like, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just been, but that learn that struggle I have in my mind where I'm like, I want everyone to know I'm going through something so they that if I'm not showing up to my friends 100%, if I'm not messaging them all the time, if I'm not the best podcast host, if I'm not like fucking happy all the time, if I'm not whatever, they can give me a break. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what is that expectation yeah. I have of myself to like be perfect or like always show up perfect or something? Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Well, those are definitely conversations that you can have with your friends and say, you know, I'm going through something Mm -hmm. and if I'm not checking in on you as much or whatever, it's not about you. You know, just something like that. It's harder to to do do publicly, though. It's harder to do. I mean, because how do you get on your podcast and say something like that, which I have done, by the way, so many times. Yeah, you have. I've gotten on and been like. I've been having panic attacks for the last six episodes. And everybody's like, I had no idea. Or they're like, yeah, I thought you seemed kind of weird, which I also hate to hear because if you have anxiety, it's that's a little tricky. Anyways, there's just no perfect way. Yeah. Because you cannot say anything. And just if you want to have like a more professional space on your podcast, just deal with those things privately. But I always do want people to know, like, I wasn't myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why the conversation really harped on mental health or whatever. And that's helpful to people who need to hear it. Yes. And also, too, like, I think you and I are the same where it's like, I love my life. I live a beautiful life that I'm so proud of and it feels so grateful for. But also it's it's not perfect. Like, there's so many elements to my life that have been so tragic this year and so hard and that no matter what situation you're in or what no matter situation you're perceived to be in, everyone still has things that they go through. Everyone has things that are really hard for them and everyone has their own struggles. So it's like, yeah, I never would want anyone to think that like it was easy. I never want anyone to feel like they're the only ones that have had 
certain struggles and issues in their life and that they're the only ones going through them. And I found that I feel so much more connected to my community when I'm able to share. Like Mm -hmm. with my dad's Parkinson's diagnosis, it's been so beautiful to have so much connection with people in my community that feels so real. That's not just like, oh, I love that shirt or whatever. It's like true depth of like hearing and seeing people. And I know you have that so much with your audience. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Especially with the Lyme thing. Oh my God. Well, it's it's a gift because you have a platform. You have the opportunity to connect with other people who have maybe had a parent who's had Parkinson's or had a parent who's sick, where it can be harder in your daily life, depending on what your friends have been through, to really connect on that same thing. Mm -hmm. So same with me. With Lyme, Mm -hmm. like none of my friends that I can think of, unless I met them through Lyme, or actually, I guess I have a few, Mm -hmm. but very few of my friends have had autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. But because of my platform, I have thousands of friends Mm -hmm. who I get to talk to online and maybe meet them in person sometimes too, who completely understand. And it's such a gift. It's such a gift. That's social media is a whole beast that we know, but it's also so beautiful. Like I'm so inspired by people on social media. Um, People are so creative. Like I have so many friends I meet through social media. I can stay up to date with my friends. Like when you're right in your mind, Mm -hmm. it's, it's an awesome place. Like it's really incredible. It's just like that fine line when sometimes it can go haywire that really just like can screw you yeah and your mental health, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, when you need a break, it's time to take a break. That's what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Like For a while there, I was feeling so good on social media and with my phone. Mm -hmm. But for the last couple of weeks, I wake up and I'm like, I'm not going to turn that thing on for a long time, like a long time. I looked at my screen time yesterday because I haven't been sleeping. I don't know if you haven't been sleeping. I've been sleeping pretty well for me. That's like amazing. This is Mm -hmm. never, this is never happening. Uh (laughs) I usually am like sleeper girl. Uh You never sleep. Mm -hmm. I haven't been sleeping. And I looked at my screen time and I was like, I'm a cyborg. I am a full AI creature mm-hmm. that is disgusting how much time. I know. It's, it's insane. so scary. It's I mean, scary. mine is so freaking high. It's, what is that? I know. Our jobs are on our phones mm-hmm. and that's hard. Mm-hmm. And for example, right now, my phone is on this whole time because I'm like glancing at our questions that people sent. Mm-hmm. So later it's going to show that I've so <laughs> had my phone open for like 12 hours because so I'm true. here podcasting, but it's on. It's fully on. Yes. And that's the kind of shit that scares me. But if you listen to podcasts all day and stuff, yep. your phone's going to say that you used it for 12 hours. Totally. So you have to take some of it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But if you're on Instagram or your email for six hours, that's scary. I do a timer now on my social media. Do you do that? (laughs) Yes. And then you hit 15 minutes more? I just click ignore for the day. Like I'm so bad. Like every single day it shows me that the time is up and I always press like remind me tomorrow or whatever. Like I'm good for today. And Jonathan saw me do that. And he was like, you can't do that. That completely negates the purpose. Jonathan's the best for that. I know. Like he just keeps it it real. such a grounded human where he's like not addicted to his phone. He could care less about social media, even though he uses it Mm -hmm. like normal people, but he could delete it. He wouldn't care. Yep. He's so, I don't know. I I know it. That's why he's perfect for Mm -hmm. you because you just, also I don't feel like because women are connective creatures, we are like communal. We are focused on connection. We are focused on one another. I think women can get so much more hooked into social media. Men are more singularly focused, purpose focused, 
Like they're sort of in like a different type of brain space where I think women were like, it can be easier for us to get addicted because it's our source of connection. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. You know? Yeah, because it'll be like 11 p.m. and I'm still texting with my mom or like a friend. And Jonathan's like, just say bye to your mom. Just say goodnight. And I'm like, no, I can't let her think I'm not like I want to talk to her. Yeah. Like I'm loving this conversation. And he's like, can we just be together? It's just so different. It's, it's so, so different. different. It's so different. Okay, we are talking the empowerment of finances. We've been talking more and more about this on the Balance One podcast, and I love discussing it with you guys. So today we're going to talk about Chime. I love everything about Chime because you can build your credit scores safely with everyday purchases and on-time payments. Plus, there is no annual fee, interest, or credit check to get started. And everything having to do with Chime is very empowering, no matter where you are in your journey with finances. So with Chime, there are no annual fees, no interest, no credit check to apply. You can use it everywhere that Visa credit cards are accepted, and you can build credit using your own money. So as far as having a Chime checking account, you can get paid up to two days earlier. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. They also have a fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. You can ditch the monthly fees. You have access to 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. And you can send and receive money. So you can pay friends through Chime. It's amazing. Start building up your credit. Open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com slash balanced. That is Chime.com slash balanced. The Chime Credit Builder Visa gift card issues by Stride Bank NA. Member FDIC. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. On-time payment history may have a positive impact on your credit score. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. All right, guys, we are talking about ShipStation. I'm so excited about this because you guys know... I am an entrepreneur with all of the e-commerce necessities right now, and it is the calm before the holiday storm. But you can prepare your e-commerce business for the holiday rush now just by using ShipStation. Whether you're shipping from your house or a warehouse for any business or anything personal that you're shipping out, ShipStation can help increase your profitability. Save time automating your shipping and returns in the ShipStation dashboard and keep costs down with industry-leading discounts while your holiday orders roll in. What I personally love about ShipStation is it's so easy to use the dashboard to manage your orders so they have a free trial as well as a quick setup. And now is the time to try it. If you've been on the fence, this is the perfect time. I love the rates that they have compared to what I paid before using it. It's honestly not even a comparison to everything else. And I just know that you guys will love it. I know that we have so many 
amazing entrepreneurs, people who are building a business, people who have their e-commerce goods to ship out and they just have the best rates truly possible. So set your business up for holiday season success with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use the code BALANCED today and sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code BALANCED. But in the realm of friendship, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people sent in questions about friendship, female friendship, which we've definitely discussed on the podcast. What do you look for in Mm. friends? I want to hear what you look for in friends, too. Uh This actually has been crystallized for me recently. I was with a friend the other day and she was talking about herself and she was talking about some of the work that she had been doing. But it was like in the most non-ego way, she was just saying something in self-awareness that I was so drawn to where I'm like, oh, it actually feels so safe for me to be in relationships with women that are doing the work, that are self-aware, that are going to catch something, a pattern or belief or way of being before it would come up for us in our relationship. So an example would be like between Lindsay and I, you know, there was something that came up like a year ago and she approached me and she's like, hey, I know that I can be avoidant in our relationship and this is coming up for me. You're triggering this in me and I'm really feeling like this. It's like Lindsay's own self-awareness of her growth, of her attachment style, enabled her to process something and then bring it to me so we could talk about it and heal it together. And it wasn't like, her saying anything bad about me, her saying anything bad about our relationship, it's because she's so self-aware. So having friends that are really self-aware has been something that's like incredibly important. And then also taking, not taking things so seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that within our Mm -hmm. relationship and within our friends, it's like, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> Yeah, like, you can't take everything so seriously. No, if we take, take yourself seriously, seriously, you're going to be miserable, miserable and serious about everything. Yeah. It's so true. And yeah, it's amazing when somebody can be so self-aware that they can yes. know yes. what their, I don't know, downfall it, is the wrong yes. word. What is their um, like, not what, self qualities? Yes. Where they're like, hey, I'm, you know. Sorry, like, sorry last week if I was really short with you on the phone. Mm -hmm. It may have felt like I didn't care, but I was just rushing into a meeting. Mm -hmm. It's like that's self-awareness. And you're like, oh, I feel like I trust you. I feel like you care. I feel like you. And it's just like a, yeah, it's a non-negotiable now. Because Mm -hmm. if you're friends with people that are unconscious, not only are they going to harm you out of their unconsciousness, but like there's not a lot of room to grow. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know. But what about being friends with somebody who is not like that? Like, I know that, of course, because not everybody is doing this spiritual work and is not passionate about self-development and all the things. So, I mean, I know we both have a lot of friends, like from so many stages of life. Some of my childhood friends are so self-aware and some aren't. And how do you kind of like cross that bridge? I just meet them where they are. I have a dear friend. I have someone that I've been friends with for over 20 years that I'm very, very close to. But there is a point where we are unable to connect at some point, but I just focus on the parts where we're able to connect in laughter and history and fun in a level of depth that she's capable of and I feel safe with. Mm -hmm. And it's just knowing like, I have certain friends for certain things. And I'm sure you have Mm -hmm. that too. It's like, you have the friend that like will hype you up. You have the friend that's like, 
going to give you business advice. You have the friend that you can talk to about family stuff. You have the friend you can talk to about body stuff. Whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. really just like cultivating and knowing who's on your roster of friends and what they can do for you. And then most importantly, not going to friends to do something that you should be doing for yourself. Yes. Mostly importantly. And not expecting one person to be everything, which is also a relationship tip that I have learned. Like Jonathan does so much for me, but he is not my female friend, you know, like we're not just going to sit in bed and gossip at midnight, even though I want to. And he's like, stop, you know, like call Krista or Jenna if you need to do this. You can't expect someone to give you everything. And same goes with friends. Although if you're lucky, you will have a handful of friends who kind of do it all. Mm -hmm. And maybe not at all. That's like a big expectation. But just can like do enough and satisfy enough for you. But For anyone listening, I think it's really good, and I wish I would have done this sooner, is like get really clear on what you value in a relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship. And by crystallizing your values, you can look at your friends and be like, who is in my value set? Like, which of these Mm -hmm. relationships feels healthy and vibrant and vital and which feels expired? And it's okay if relationships feel expired. It doesn't mean you need to not be friends with them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you need to like burn it down. But it does mean that you should focus on really being with the people that feel very vital and feel like they are people that really support this version of you and then the future version of you that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love that so What do you much. look for in friendships? Yeah, that's such a good question. I need to think about it. I mean, I know this was my question, mm-hmm. but it's, oh, what do I look for? I've definitely Yours got like mm-hmm. frequency thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've, Yes. I've definitely gotten more specific over the years because previously as a triple Libra reflector who can kind of chameleon into a lot of different types of people, I would just be friends with anybody and everybody. And if we ever were friends, they would be my friend forever. And there was like a lot of people who maybe the energy was off from the beginning Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't have been friends. So definitely an energy thing. But now I look for... Yeah, somebody who's pure, somebody who has a pure heart. That's everything to me. If I feel like someone is really rough around the edges, I try to make a mental note before I get super Mm -hmm. close to that person. That's been something that I've learned more recently. And then, yeah, people who are driven, people who have stuff going on in their life, because I have found a way that I have accidentally hurt people without knowing Mm -hmm. is that they feel that we're super close and they want to spend all this time together. And I love to spend time too, but maybe not at the same frequency or with the same consistency. And then they'll be like, oh, I thought we weren't even friends anymore because you didn't invite me to this or because you went and did this. And interesting to talk about it from this angle Mm -hmm. because I'm like the sensitive one typically. But I found that that was happening to me a lot over the last like four years where I was like, what? No, I just have like a baby and a business and I do my best to get back to everybody. But sometimes I'm not the best at getting back right away. I do look for people who have stuff going on and it doesn't have to be that they have their own business. For example, like they're just passionate about what they do every day. Yeah, that's huge. I think, too, I've been thinking about it's kind of like the same thing. But in relationships, it's always assuming the best too, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so with a friend where you're not invited, they're not invited to something. It's like, oh, you know, I must have like 
she must have assumed that I'm doing this or there must be like just like a few people that she wanted to invite for something instead of assuming that it means you don't love them or anything like that. And I think too, it's like allowing your friendships to ebb and flow and allowing just like life to like be naturally moving. And Mm -hmm. that means sometimes some friends are, you're going to be closer with for a season. Some you might just like ebb and flow out of for a little bit, but like always coming back and trusting that your connection is there and your connection is strong, even if you're not seeing each other and talking every second. Mm -hmm. Totally. I try to be that way too, because I'm so sensitive. Mm -hmm. So if I do see a group of people hanging out and I think like, I wish I was there, Mm -hmm. I try to, I mean, you know, maybe I shouldn't be making up scenarios, but I try to think like, oh, I bet these two were hanging out, but then they saw this, this one and they invited her. It's like, they're not purposely not thinking about you just like how why would they be thinking about you totally i think that's like i mean that's like a high school thing too Mm -hmm. like a where you're like oh my god they're hanging out without me they must Mm -hmm. not like me it's like all this mean girl trauma that we all have from growing up like we i will feel myself like that sometimes where i'll be looking at something on social media and then i'll kind of spiral and be like oh my gosh they didn't invite me because of this or you know Totally. And then I have to like pull up and be like, whoa, how old is that version of me that's like feeling this way? And then sometimes mm-hmm. I'll have to look at something where I'll be on social media seeing something and I'll be like, oh, they didn't invite me. I'm like, it's Tuesday night. Would I have want to go? And I'm like, actually, no. And I have to be exactly. real and be like, oh, I, I I, wouldn't have wanted to leave the house. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's tough to manage being a sensitive person mm-hmm. and an empathic person with like the reality of certain situations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think about that all the time. All the time. And just trusting, like, I've had to really lean in and trust that, like, I add value to every room that I'm in. Like, Mm -hmm. even if I'm not my most sparkly or my most magnetic or my most lovely self, like, I add so much value to every room. And that's been one of the things that I've always had to just remember and tell myself until I actually believed it. Because before it would just hurt me so much. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I wasn't invited or... You know, they did all these things and I'm like, no, I know how good I feel when I'm with people and how much beauty I can bring to relationships. And so whenever I'm not in a situation, even if it's true or not, I can tell myself and be like, they're missing out. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking dope. Like, I love that. I would have added a lot of value to this whole yeah. situation it would have and been way more fun if yes. i was there it's missing a little yes. spice <laughs> it is yeah and that's about having self-confidence yes and when you're confident in who you are and you love who you are and you put effort into working on that person then it's hard to think like it's hard to spiral it's hard to think like yes. oh they didn't invite me because i'm annoying or whatever yes because you know i've spiraled you're for not sure, though. yes well we all do we and all none of do. us are perfect and i also have mute everybody mm-hmm. I'm just I think like, that's really smart I mute everybody and then I visit them all my friends on their pages like every two weeks and mm-hmm. just kind of check in and comment and stuff because it would just take me on these journeys where I'm like they're hanging out here and then they're doing this and I, I was like yo can't do those journeys I mean I, I do it all the time but it's like oh now I'm in Orange County with this group of people <laughs> now here. what are they talking about I know like, yeah it's just we're so sensitive and mm-hmm. we're so psychic so we start having dreams about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm I'm literally living in their situation just looking at a story. Uh-huh. It's too much. Yeah. I know. It's so wild. It's so much. Yeah. What would you say your biggest lesson that you've learned about friendships in the past year? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> That's a really good one. I think I have come so far when it comes to when it well, I know that we're having telepathy before I even like say the rest of it. But you know, I used to hold so much hurt for the people who I've loved, 
who I haven't felt close to anymore in this stage of my life. And even after I first had Atticus, it was so painful to learn that I had friends who I loved who didn't seem to care at all to meet him or to meet me as a mother because I am a new person now. I'm a new version of myself. And there were so many years in my life, probably 15 years of my life, where that was what I would harp on until I fix it with this person or these two people. I can't be happy. Like, this is what I'll think about in the morning. This is what I'll think about if I wake up in the middle of the night. And that has changed for so many different reasons, some of them bad and some of them good. You know, the reasons are like I was having such a hard time mentally Mm -hmm. earlier this year and all of that fell by the wayside. And then I told my therapist, I never realized what a luxury it was to worry about such insignificant things. And now... I know what it's like to not have to worry about such insignificant things. So I've been able to fill that space as I'm doing better with my mental health, not going back to those same worries. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I do kind of feel like, honestly, they're lost. (laughs) And I really feel that way. I'm not just like being shady. Like, I've seen you you step into believing that Mm -hmm. rather than choosing the old path, which was like, you contorting and doing anything to like still be friends with people that were just like friends with an expired version of you. Yeah. Expired, expired energy. Expired energy. So I'm so thankful for this new awareness because it's changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. It has just given me so much more freedom, like liberation, because that's not what I want to think about. Mm-hmm. I want to think about my family, my good reciprocal friends. I want to write my books. I just like that's where the energy needs to go. Being healthy, all those things. To your creativity, Mm -hmm. like it's just, yeah, having that mental energy back is crazy. And I think that's what I've realized in this season of like having death and separation and my family health and drama there. It's like things that have come up that would normally like take me to the ground. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, because I'm it's like, I literally really, like, like in comparison. Yeah, I'm like I'm dealing with fucking, your dad's health and everything. Exactly. Like that stuff doesn't matter. It, it honestly puts it so much into perspective. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, oh, there's, yeah, and it's just interesting too. Like the capacity. I'm like, wow, God is really stretching my capacity right mm-hmm. now with things like when I found that like lost dog last week. Yeah, <laughs> that I, I fully thought was going to be your dog. I know, honestly, mm-hmm. saved it and, and yeah. gave it a good home. I was like on my. I was just like God. I am at capacity. Mm-hmm. I cannot take a stray dog in right now. Please help me. Yeah. But and it, it's like all part of it, you know? Yeah. And you are so tapped into the universe mm-hmm. with that too. Mm-hmm. And then even taking that small example of like we had plans that day with some other yes. friends. And then you were dealing with the dog. And suddenly everybody was like, well, if we're still hanging out, maybe Jordan can just decide if we're going to or not. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like for an indecisive, like I was just freshly out of the and hospital. You were, yes, exactly. And I just had to say, I can't. I want to, but like I can't. Which is good. And I know, but that was huge for me, too, because mm-hmm. normally I would be like, no, I will drag you myself me the day from before. the hospital. You were like, <laughs> I'm at the hospital FYI, I'm like, okay, we're not hanging the next day. Right. And then you were like still in the thread. You're like, hey, guys. I'm like, I'm like, what is she doing? I know. I was also texting. So I went to the hospital at like nine in the morning and I had a podcast booked for two and with Sabina from Doe. Mm-hmm. And 
I, and we've already had to reschedule a couple of times because of me. So I was texting her, hey, I'm in the ER. If I'm out by two, I will be there. And she was like, what the, <laughs> like, please cancel. Like, oh my God, it's totally fine. But did turning... you send her a picture too? <laughs> I thought about it. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, no, I'm just going to go into great detail about yes. my symptoms. 100%. <laughs> um, but she needs to believe me. Yes. And <sighs> yeah, letting go of those people-pleasing tendencies are obviously still, I have a long way to go mm-hmm. if I did that last week. But I'm coming. I'm coming along. You're doing good. What about you? What's your biggest my people-pleasing? Lesson? Oh, my biggest lesson in friendship. That's a good one. I think my biggest lesson in friendship is just because I was very, I am very similar to you where I would focus all of my energy and attention on the friendships that didn't feel reciprocal mm-hmm. or that didn't feel like they cared as much or the friends. Like I had this group, this, I had these like a few women in my life that I would just focus all my energy on mm-hmm. and be like, why don't they call me? Why don't they want to hang out with me? Why don't they love me? Like, why aren't they? I feel like they're mad at me you know, just kind of projecting all of my mother wound stuff on them and even pedestal, pedestalizing them. I would just be like, they're perfect. They're amazing, whatever. And I've just really called my energy back and I've just really allowed my friendships to ebb and flow. And like whoever is, you know, I'm very close to at the moment, I allow to be. Obviously, I don't allow people that are like my best friends to like go too far out. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I just kind of trust the women that are in my moment at the right time. And I had a lot of relationships, like a lot of karmic friendships end in the past couple years. And I've just really found so much peace with that now where I'm like, oh, that was really beautiful and really meant to be. Like, I know that I had my part in it. They had their part, but like, I actually know it's for the best and I actually wish them well. And I actually can move on knowing that like what I bring to a relationship in a room is so valuable and so important and so loving that like, I'm good. And mm-hmm. so I've just felt this sense of peace and wholeness and secure attachment with myself. And then in turn, like a secure attachment in my relationships. Mm-hmm. So nice. You just said that so much more eloquently than me. And no. I feel like we know, like we've come from a similar place. Oh my God. It's a nightmare without, it was, an, it mm-hmm. was a nightmare. Like I remember we were probably around the same time, like a year or so ago or two. And I just would be, my mind would just take over. Just like, why? Yeah. You know, it's like, a loop. It's, it's a loop. such a loop. And I remember. It was like an obsession. It was like, yeah. they're, they're mad at me. I would get so obsessed and I would call you. And I remember after months of this one obsession, you were like, you need to close that loop. And I was close like, it. no, I, I do. But how? I know. But we've come so far. So far. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. Now I'm just like, oh, I don't really care. Like, Yeah. What a gift. I know. I mean, what must perfect, it be like? But- I had um, Jennifer Freed on the podcast. I know that you know her. She's the best. And she's an Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, as an Aquarius, I go through life just like not caring at all what other people think. And it can be kind of like challenging in relationships. And I was like, you are the luckiest person in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I would give. Like be be a Pisces, be Mm -hmm. a reflector for a day. Yeah. It's just a whole. A hundred percent. And I also you know, Claudia Estes Pinks, who wrote Women Who Roam with the Wolves. Mm -hmm. In so many words in her book, one of the parts she says is like, you cannot expect people to have the same heart as you. And I think that really liberated me because I know this is the same for you. Like when you're such a deep feeler and lover and someone that like gives so much in relationships, I used to expect people to show up in the same way. Yeah, And they're different than me. Not Mm -hmm. everyone's the same. Like, you know, some people want to hang out less than me. Some people just aren't, 
don't want to talk as deep or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm expecting people to uh, treat me the same way that I treat them, but everyone's different. And so Mm -hmm. I just need to worry about being myself. Yeah, because everybody is also in a different phase of their life. Yes, and has different capacities. Exactly. Totally. Which reminds me of a question that Mm -hmm. somebody sent in that was so good. And I'm checking the time. Um, We'll do like one or or two more questions. I thought this was a really good question. Somebody said, how to maintain a close friendship when you're in a different stage of life? Like Mm. me having a kid and you Mm -hmm. being in a different stage of life. Yes. How do we stay close? You're so special and Lindsay's like this too, where it's like, you guys are still you. Like, it's been so beautiful. Like you have been incredible at maintaining your friendships and maintaining who you are. And Jonathan's helped you so Mm -hmm. much in that. So I've never felt, I don't know, it's added to my life. Like when I don't have insecurity about my life or my path, I'm not going to go to my friends and be like, oh my God, they're at a different phase. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. I've said this before and it's not a flex, but I don't get jealous of people. Really? I just kind of turn things on me. And I don't know. It's like, I won't get jealous of someone, but I can be like, what's wrong with me more than like I would get jealous of them, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Mm -hmm. but I've always felt like Atticus has added so much to my life. Like, you know, you becoming a mom has been so inspirational and so beautiful. And even Lindsay and I's relationship, like we are actually opposite ends. Like Mm -hmm. when we first met, I was in a long-term relationship. She was single. When I got engaged, she re-met Sean. When I got married, she moved to New York. When I got separated, she got married. When I got divorced, she got pregnant. And so we've been on this opposite, you know, Mm -hmm. where my life is like kind of crumbling seemingly and her life is sort of building. But I've never felt like it had anything to do with me or Mm -hmm. just like I'm so confident about my path and my purpose and that's all I can focus on that it has nothing to do with like if my friends are doing better than me. So All I can say is that like my friends in different phases has added to the richness of my life rather than like impacted me negatively. Totally. Well, because also it's not better to be married with a kid either. It's like that's not what everybody wants and it's not what everybody wants at a certain phase in their life. Yes. In fact, it can make some people miserable. So it could also be like I have friends with multiple kids who look at their single friends like jealously. So it can also Mm, go so true both ways. But it's true. I think when you're comfortable with yourself, you just accept like, this is my life. This is my Mm. timeline. And I look around, most of my friends don't have kids. And I'm just like, this is my timeline. For Mm -hmm. whatever reason, my baby Mm -hmm. wanted to be born. And he has anybody who's lucky enough to know him has he has enhanced their life. Mm And he loves all my friends. And he's, su- I mean, he's a super social Sagittarius. So he's just fun to bring around. Mm-hmm. I He's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So celebrating your friends wins and, you know, something does triggering, trigger you about something, you know, just being honest with yourself, being mm-hmm. kind to yourself, being loving to yourself and just seeing what it's showing you about you. You know, totally. maybe you're like, oh, my friend's having a baby. It's bothering me. It's like, what about mm-hmm. that? Do you mm-hmm. want a baby? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that something that bothers you? It's like just being honest, I mm-hmm. think is helpful. Yeah, that's so perfect. Wow. Wow. Well, I could talk to you all day. Add that and to forever. the clip. Clip I it. Know. Clip it. Clip Seriously. it. Part of <laughs> I mean, I can't not say it to everybody. And some people, I mean it in the most. I know. I what love are you, you excited about right now? This final question. Sorry. What You're am I like, excited oh, about? My mind is already with the vet in my cat. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> You're going to go see your vet right now. With my cat. What am I excited about right now? I'm excited about... My retreat. I'm excited yeah, about my retreat. you're going to Ibiza. Yeah, I'm going to Ibiza in October mm-hmm. for my retreat. And I'm just really grateful. You know, in our work, in our life, like there's some things that just work 
something you really have to effort for and you really have to make happen. And this has just happened so beautifully and naturally. And I'm excited to take people to a place that feels so special to me. Yeah. I love hosting and I just like, I'm and just really excited. A few more spots opened up. Yeah. So I don't know if when people are listening that they'll still be available or not. Mm-hmm. But if they are, you guys got to get on it. Yeah, get on it. It's going to be incredible. So at Six Senses. So I'm excited about that. And I'm just excited about, I'm excited about the potential of my life. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, what is going to happen with my life? wait to see i know i cannot wait i love you so much thank you so much for coming on i can't wait to do this a hundred more times yes i love you Bye, bye thank you guys so much for listening to the show i'm so happy that you're here come say hi on instagram at the balance wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was subscribe rate and review on apple podcast and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free soul on fire yoga ebook See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.